Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and your blessings and provisions. Uh, God, thank you um, for this time recently that we got to celebrate Christmas, Lord. We thank you for the birth of our Savior. Uh, Lord, thank you for this time to have another podcast. Pray that you guide and lead us, and uh, may this conversation bless all those who hear it, God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is our Community, Our Mission, a podcast of Topeka Rescue Mission. This is Barry Feeker with Marion Crable here today on this last podcast of 2022. I know. Can you believe this year is over? Uh, it's not. Well, almost. <laughs> almost. So, yes, it is. Almost. There was the big <laughs> test for today. There, yeah, it. it is almost over. But wow, is it really ending with a bang. It is ending with a bang. Uh, weather, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, today is, uh, again, the last podcast of 2022. This is December 28th. And so we're just winding down on yeah. this. And we want to talk about opportunities for people to give uh, sure. still yet uh, this year. Uh, Miriam, uh, Lamanda's away from us today. She's with family. Yes. Last uh, week was just um, all the way through Christmas Day on Sunday was just an incredible effort on so many people's parts. Yeah. You know, we always focus on uh, the month of December of giving and volunteers and so many wonderful things yeah. uh, happened uh, around uh, uh, helping people in our community. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that next week um, when we're in the new year and talk about some wrap-ups. And then we're going to talk about uh, some uh, uh, projections for 2023. Yes. Yeah, 2023. 2023, okay. yeah, I, I know. Get that down right. So, <laughs> but Mary, I want to talk to you today about this incredible, um, effort of love, uh, compassion, working together that happened unplanned <laughs> because of this extreme weather event yes. that hit the whole country, yeah. but right here in the heartland um, mm -hmm. last week. Uh, we had a press conference um, with the city yeah. on Tuesday of last week, and we um, were um, had the city manager and the mayor police chief, um, the fire chief there, yeah. Lamanda was there, uh, just to basically recognize um, the efforts of coming together around reaching people because we knew this this horrible weather event was going to come where yeah. we had record-breaking cold uh, wind chills yes. that, that were headed this way and knew that there would be a life and death situation that would be facing many people in our community, especially the unsheltered homeless. Mm -hmm. Miriam, you were right on the front lines mm -hmm. of all of that. This wasn't something you planned. <laughs> no. uh, you get to do budget this time of year amongst everything else. And uh, it was like, okay, we're going to do this too. Miriam, um, what was it like? <laughs> you know, Barry, it's it's hard to say what it's it was like. It felt... Um, like there really was just no real choices, right? We just had to plan. We had to be ready for whatever was going to come our way. And we were just so fortunate to have partners like the city of Topeka and the fire department and the police department and United Way and all of those folks who really just said, okay, we're going to make this happen. But we started planning early, which was great. Um, not really knowing what we were planning for or how we were going to do it. Um, but, you know, God just kind of guides you every step of the way because you know that people's lives are on the line. And there's just no alternative. And I'll tell you, Barry, our outreach team and, uh, you know, working with Vallejo and their outreach team, but our outreach team is just remarkable. They, are. they got out there ahead of this. So mm -hmm. telling people, look, 
This is coming. How can we help you prepare? This is coming. This is coming. You know, trying to get to all of those folks to make sure that they had heard what was coming in case they didn't have access to information, which so many don't. Um, And really just saying, look, we want you to be safe. We want you to be safe. And then recognizing that we're going to have to do something like find a space where we can warm people up. Mm-hmm. And how, how in the world are we going to do this? And where are we going to put them? And by the way, it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, we were just pedaling really, really fast. So we couldn't put Christmas on hold. No. Uh, we couldn't put this on hold. You said there was really no choice. That uh, I guess there would have been of saying we're too busy. Um, and yeah, right. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That was not an option. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that buried that even crossed our minds ever that we wouldn't do something. It really didn't. Um, for some people it would have been a choice, but for Topeka Rescue Mission and this time. Yeah. An unprecedented leadership in our city. Yes. Says it's not a choice either. Absolutely. And I've always enjoyed working with our leaders in our community around many different things, but I've not to this date ever seen anything that was so incredible in regards to our leadership, our city manager, our mayor, our police chief, our fire chief, and others saying, we're going to join with you in this. And they meant it. And they did it. And they did it. And it was as if they were just part of our team. Because exactly. they were, there right? Was no, there was no distinction whether they were no. a firefighter, a police officer, a mayor, a city manager, exactly. Steve Wade out there doing outreach. Um, Absolutely. And not just doing outreach, but taking shifts, taking shifts at the warming center in the middle of the night. Yeah. So not maybe what people might consider the easy shifts, but the ones where you're awake in the middle of the night, just making sure that people are safe and responding to anybody that could come to the door or responding to the people that were in the shelter. Um, it was just remarkable. I mean, there's honestly, I don't know that there is enough words of gratitude to express how it felt to see them coming every morning, first mm-hmm. of all, yes. to get briefed on where are we going today to try to save people's lives? Where are we going to be rescuing? And this started early Wednesday with them. The planning started last Sunday, you know, but early on Tuesday, they already started doing that. And Wednesday morning they came, their teams went out with us. The fire chief went out with us. They worked side by side, making sure that people could be saved. And then they would come back at the end of the day to debrief, to say, okay, now what? You know, and to see all of those officers and all of those firefighters and all of those city employees alongside our folks praying, asking the Lord to just protect people, to protect the people that were going out, but to protect the people that we were outreaching to. Barry, there's just not enough words. There isn't enough words. Uh, Sunday before Christmas, uh, City Manager Steve Wade reached out to both Lamanda and myself and said, could we develop a plan? What was really cool about that, we had a plan. And it just needed to be fine-tuned. And it was from that point on, Lamanda was able to take that plan and sit down with our city leaders and say, here's what we've worked up in a scenario like this. We need to fine-tune it. Uh, for what's going to happen, because we we really didn't ever see the plan involving city leaders, right? Because it just has been the rescue mission and a few other and United Way and others that yeah. have really taken this and run with Vallejo, mm-hmm. big partner here. Yes, eventually doorstep in this um, coming along to uh, breakthrough uh, a breakthrough. A breakthrough. I'm sorry, breakthrough, breakthrough house, house. Opened yes. up their um, opened up their building for oh. shelter. And the way they did that, 
Barry, they just said, look, do you have any kind of plan that you could kind of give us a clue? So we just shot them our stuff. Exactly. Right? And then they said, you know, you just tell us what to do, yeah. what, where you need us, how you need us. And, and things just started to happen, yes. you know, and the relationships that other partners have. So I think about with United Way and with Brett Martin, mm-hmm. who it has very close relationships to the bike community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now we're looking for cots because Breakthrough House needs more cots and stuff. Yes. Ours are all in use. All of our yes. mats are in use. We don't have anything. Jessica uh, uh, Barclow from United Way reaches out to the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. because we know that they use mm-hmm. cots. They say yes, but we don't have anybody that can get them. Brett makes a call to one of his friends from the bike community, biking yeah. community. Yes. He says, I've got a big van. They go to Oskaloosa. <laughs> to the Boy Scout camp yes. to pick up 15 cots to take to Breakthrough House while we're also from TRM, our folks, our distribution folks who are um, in the middle of Christmas trying to get gifts to everyone, trying to plan for what's going to go on for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Eve for all of our guests. They then come up with 15 blankets and supplies that they then take over to Breakthrough House. I mean, it, it just... As I look back on it, it's like everything just fell in place exactly the way it needed to because of the partners that we have that were willing to yeah. come to the table and Part- say yes. Partners with really healthy relationships. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Miriam, I think you and I are aware of um, this doesn't always happen in every community. No, it doesn't. Um, Topeka's really being looked at, yes. has been for a while, about relationships. Right. Um, across agencies. Uh, the churches, the nonprofits, the, the, the government. Yes. Um, and this was a testament of when push came to shove, uh, we came together so we could shove together. Right. And, and it was um, not at a convenient time of year. No. <laughs> uh, no. Because of Christmas. Right. Uh, people had plans. You know, we had, we had police officers and firefighters and volunteers mm-hmm. that had their personal plans. Absolutely. put those down. So that they could be there to stand in the gap for some of our community's most vulnerable. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, if that's not compassionate love, I don't know what is. Well, and I think, Barry, what it says to me, too, is that we can do this when we just set aside bureaucracy. Yeah. When we just set aside having things, right. having, needing, having this need to have things be perfect before we start. Mm-hmm. If we would have needed it to be perfect before it started, we'd have never gotten it done. Mm-hmm. Right? But... We just said, okay, we have to get it done. We'll just course correct along the way, mm-hmm. just like we did with Operation Food Secure. That's right. You know, Jessica, the volunteer uh, coordinator at United Way, said something. She goes, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if just once we could build a plane before we put it in the air? Um, but, you know, would that be as much fun? Probably not. Well, in, in, you know, in some cases we learn. And again, fortunately, we had some pre-planning about what ifs about cold weather. And so, um, but yes, we still had to get it up in the air and build it at the same time Absolutely. because we really didn't have the warming shelter this time. No. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a place that we knew we'd, we'd talked about community centers. We talked about this, that, and other thing, but nothing materialized mm-hmm. except the warehouse, the Topeka rescue mission. Exactly. So, so kind of unpack this. So we have this press conference on, on, on Tuesday. Um, and then on a Wednesday, 
uh, even before that, our outreach teams were going out. Yes. And they were uh, working um, expanded now with more volunteers. Mm-hmm. We have police officers going out. We have firefighters going out uh, with the rescue mission team, with the Vallejo team. Yes. To go to these homeless camps and engaging with people to build a relationship of trust with them to help them understand there's a storm coming. Right. And it's a bad one. Right. And so we want to help you right here. But if you would like to come in the rescue mission shelter, we have that available. If you'd like to come in to what we would eventually call the warming center, yes. which was the warehouse uh-huh. where we did Operation Food Secure exactly. out of and was able to put down cots and man it 24-7 with volunteers. Yes. And hats off to the rescue mission staff as well who who stepped up to do, in addition to what they're already doing, yourself included, to be able to say, okay, we're going to do this too. Right. We didn't stop doing anything else. No, we, we did didn't. this too. And, and, I did sort of stop working on the budget. Well, okay. That's a good excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we trust God in all things, Absolutely. including the budget. It was um, in his hands at that point. So, so Miriam, there was this, it, it was, it was, I'll tell you what, so proud of this rescue mission. Yeah. These relationships, our relationship with Vallejo, United Way, Breakthrough House, others, the city of Topeka, um, yeah, you know, we got a box of Kleenex out here. I mean, it's just, it really brings tears to your eyes it to does. see how people came together. But there's that story. Mm-hmm. And people came into the warming center. Yes. And we had about 50 different mm-hmm. people, and then some went over to Breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, on the heels of that, we started that on a Wednesday mm-hmm. at 5 p.m., a week ago today. Um, and then um, these are some of the most challenged folks mm-hmm. that we're going to find in our community. Mm-hmm. Many suffer from substance abuse, mental illness. Yeah. Um, we said you can't bring your weapons in. Mm-hmm. But we're not screening you for intoxication. Right. We have to do that in our shelters because people in program to try mm-hmm. to keep a separation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that generally don't trust others but said, okay, mm-hmm. you've reached me. You have shown me that you're serious. I'm coming in. Mm-hmm. Had, z- well, almost zero issues oh, with behaviors. I would, really, for the most part, I would say we had zero Yeah, just one, little, one little minor one. Yeah. Uh, but people were very cooperative um, and – and but the bigger story here is people now see in a more tangible way than maybe they did before this that they've been seen, they've been heard, and they're loved. Yeah. And and you know, Barry, I think the thing that struck me so much, I was so thankful that people came in. But let me tell you what happened when they came in. Mm-hmm. They would come in, they would check in, we would give them bedding, we would help them make up their mats, they would lay down. And they would almost instantly go to sleep. Go to sleep. Every time I walked in there, there were just, now, you know, it, that building doesn't have windows, so it stays a little bit darker, mm-hmm. right? So it was- It's a warehouse. It was good sleeping mm-hmm. kind of environment, mm-hmm. right? But Barry, they walked in, they laid down, they went to sleep, yeah. and they just slept. Yeah. And I just, I was so struck by that. that you say? know, What does that say? Well, I think it said a few things. Number one, they were exhausted. But I think even more than that, they felt safe. They felt safe to not have to worry about anything, even though some of them are sleeping under, because we did have to keep some lights on, they're sleeping under bright lights, and they're just sleeping. I mean, it was just... Kind of like a nursery with babies at nap time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some people that stayed awake that sat at tables, sat in chairs, did different kinds of things like that, but they just slept. I I was just, I'm still just so stunned by that, how 
how, how that must have felt to them to be warm and safe and cared about. Yeah. I think what we've uh, begun to recognize in this community is that um, there has been a greater effort and it's been building over a period of time to look for unique ways of reaching those who are in need in our community. Yeah. Um, the Mobile Access Partnership has really been one of those about a year and a half in operation now that has been extending out our outreach yeah. efforts uh, beyond something that was started about 11 years ago with our outreach and building and building to get to this place yeah. that there was a fatality, um, which was breaking everybody's heart. Um, someone who was offered shelter but yeah. um, chose not to. And a number of people chose not to. They mm-hmm. decided to stay right where they are. I think they were still helped in various ways, but yes. um, unfortunately, uh, his tent caught on fire and he perished in that. And that's that's going to be hard to get over that. Sure. But I want to tell you, people reached out to that gentleman um, more than once yeah. um, to let him know that he was seen, heard, and valued and loved too. And so... What we see in all of this, while we see that as a tragedy over here, there might have been many more tragedies because of this um, weather event that occurred. Oh, without a doubt. Lives were absolutely saved. Um, One of the stories that was shared by by our outreach team on Thursday when they went out, they went into a camp that they know well, um, and they saw that there was a tent that had collapsed. And so they thought that Potentially the person wasn't there, but they called out their name anyway, mm-hmm. right? And the person responded. Yeah. The person had, the tent had collapsed. There was stuff on top of this person, um, but they heard her mm-hmm. when they called out her name mm-hmm. and they started to take stuff off of the top of her, et cetera. And both her dogs were there with her, mm-hmm. but she felt like it was the end for her. She didn't think anyone would come, um, and she felt like her life was over, that this would be how she mm-hmm. went out. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you know they were able to pull her out, help her get warmed up, help bring her into the center, um, and just have an opportunity for her, that not to have been her last day and her last experience. So her memory will be, I was so close, and yet people did care. They did come back. They did check on me. They did save me. Um, and there are more stories like that. You know, Miriam, I think if uh, people would like to maybe dive into the more of the why people are in this situation, um, it's not just economics. Right. Uh, last week's podcast, we uh, visited with uh, Misty Boss Hastings mm-hmm. about the why. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty is in charge of our guest services here. She does outreach, yes. um, housing. And she she really hit the nail on the head that many of these people don't feel like they're worthy. right. And so whatever's happened in their lives to um, get in their minds that they're not worthy of people caring for them. Mm-hmm. And so it results in this disassociation with, with society, right. with people, with help, um, and eventually ends up – I mean, if you can't pay your bills, you don't have a place to live, right? Right. And so eventually homelessness. Mm-hmm. And then other things that uh, some people take advantage of this, this population for. And so this woman who her tent collapsed mm-hmm. – with her two dogs in there, this is it. And then somebody comes along and says, you know what? You are worthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You are worthy. We love you. Yeah. We don't we want really you to do. perish in this. Which is not, okay, I'm going to switch from the way I was thinking to this new way of thinking, but it's a bridge to be able to get that person to a place to understand their value 
and possibly a changed life, which we see at the rescue mission all the time. Of course we when do. When people get to that place, but there's still this population of people that's not there yet. Right. This outreach that is going on in this community, which is going to, and we'll talk more about this in, in our next podcast, I'm sure, about the ramping up even efforts for yeah. more for 23, is a game changer that is a bit unprecedented around the nation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to do it right here. Yeah. Uh, right now, yeah. <laughs> and we've got the right chemistry with the right people in this community. We have incredible donors. We have incredible volunteers. Yeah. We have incredible agency relationships. We have incredible staff on Topeka Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. We have great leadership at TRM now, and we have a city with its leadership that says we want to do this together. Right. Wow. You I can't know. ask for more than that. No. Oh, oh, one more thing. We have the guidance and blessings of God. <laughs> you know, absolutely. That part two, right? <laughs> yeah. Look at look at the work he's done. Look yeah. at what he's brought together. Yeah. Look at what he's making happen in our city yeah. um, to care for those who are who feel very much like nobody knows them, nobody yeah. sees them, nobody cares about them. But there are people that do. We saw that. Barry, the number of volunteers, too. You know, I think when Wednesday started, we had put out a call for volunteers, and we only had a couple. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah. right? All of a sudden, they just come. Again, they're coming out in the cold. They're coming yes. out into an area they're not really familiar with. They're coming to an area that maybe is risking their life. Uh, they don't know. And they and don't know Christmas what they're walking time. into. And Christmas time. Right. And right. they said, okay, we're coming. Okay, we're coming. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. And yes, you know, we cannot say enough about the TRM team overall. That's right. Right? Because they just kept going. They just kept going. Our outreach team kept going. Our distribution center team just kept going. You know, our shelter staff kept saying, yes, we can potentially take more. Yes, we can potentially do more of those weather-related lifts. Yes, 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 yes. The answers were just yes. We're just going to do whatever we need to do to save lives. And that's what was happening. We were saving lives and planting seeds. And planting seeds. And so... You can't have a warming shelter forever, and it starts to warm up a little bit. Right. And we're still not warm yet, but no, but it's not that situation like it was. And so uh, by Friday evening, the yes. warming shelter was going to close down. Everybody knew that. Yes. And so uh, we didn't send everybody out back into the streets, did we? No. No, we were finding them shelter, whether it was going to be able to get them into the our shelters, either the Hope Center or the men's shelter here, whether it was placing them into hotels or motels across the community and paying for a few nights um, so that they could stay warm, um, whether it was helping them reconnect with family and friends where they could stay and then transporting them to those places. We did everything that we could to get all of the, let's see, at that point there were I think 32 people in the warming center and we needed to find every single one of them shelter or we weren't going to be able to close that warming center. And we didn't know how we were going to do that. How could we put anybody? Because yes, it was still Still cold. cold, It's not that it wasn't cold, Mm -hmm. um, but we needed better alternatives than just a warming center. And we were able to, to get everybody placed. It's incredible. It I is. Mean, it's just, it's just um, for those who are listening to this that can relate to some degree about suffering, yeah. about nowhere to go, to be without heat in an incredible cold, to say the least, dark time, and to have people come and find you, to invite you in a place that's safe, and then say, when that has to end, we're not done. Right. This is going to go on. So if you want it, here it is. 
And we know, Miriam, there are even more um, that uh, are in our community that are going to need help, whether it's this weather event or another one this year, hopefully not, or the next thing, or just life. There's going to need to be people reaching out and uh, and I know that uh, you're you're listening to our community our mission because neither one you're curious or two you are definitely a person who is a compassionate loving individual who wants to stay connected and learn more what you can do mm-hmm. and so Miriam we'll we'll talk next week uh, when Amanda's back about uh, a little bit more about what 2022 did yes um, and the outlooks for 2023 but there's still time to help Absolutely. Um, we're not at midnight of the 31st of December yet. Correct. Got just a few days left. If people want to contribute, they can go to the website at trmonline.org, and they can find an address where to send a check, or they can give online that way. Absolutely. They can set up a little account there, and it's really cool uh, with the new system called Virtuous that they can actually go in and see their giving records and all kinds of stuff on that. Yeah. And uh, if somebody uh, doesn't know how to work that, like a guy like me, you can call and you can get <laughs> Somebody will help you walk you through that. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, if you would like to um, just help carry on this effort, not just for this season, but the seasons to come. Uh, Topeka Rescue Mission is an incredible organization in this community with a dedicated group of people. Um, and we know you're one of them. Yeah. And so we want to say thank you for helping to make 2022 everything that it was, standing in the gap with us so that we could stand in the gap with others. Right. And to be able to support us, to help us finish strong financially um, for the end of this year so we're ready to roll in 2023. Yeah. Mary, any, anything else we should say today? You know, I think, I, I just think we just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Right? Yes. But I, it is not without some pause though that we think about what this season was right so yes. this was the birth of our savior That's right. and when you think about mary and joseph they too were homeless they too ended up in a warming kind of center right yeah. um and that precious baby that came just for us was placed in a manger so the while we say there was this was not the right time of year for this to happen. Maybe it was exactly the right time of year mm-hmm. to just kind of remind us what happened so many years ago, right. you know, and um, that if we can just be kind and considerate to others, um, we'll be a little bit reflective of, of why Christ came um, to be able to um, save us. And so can we just not do that for each other and for those folks that are in much more precarious situations than we are. Mary, I feel like I want to mention this too. I'd never watched this movie called The Nativity until uh, Christmas night. Uh Um, Somebody recommended it to me. Um, It's on Amazon. Uh, It's not that much money. Uh We hear the Christmas story. Um, We heard, uh, uh, we read about in regards to uh, Joseph and Mary. Uh, Mary was pregnant uh, heading off for the census yeah. into this little town called Bethlehem. It was a hundred miles from where they were mm-hmm. and the terrain and the issues that they probably had to go through were very problematic. It wasn't just like, Hey, we're going to go in a car and take a bus <laughs> to Bethlehem, you know, right. and they're going to be, you know, short on motel space. So we're going to check in to the best thing that we can. It was a hardship beyond hardships. And, uh, this is what this couple, uh, did on behalf of helping to bring the good news to this world. Yes. Um, they had to say yes. Mm-hmm. 
And they then took this journey and were told repetitively when they got to this place, no, 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 until somebody said, yes, I got a warehouse over here for you. Exactly. I got a warehouse. May not be real fancy. It may be uh, a little manger where this baby could uh, lay in with some whatever swaddling clothes are. Yes. Um, But it changed the world because somebody said, I got a place for you. You need to do a little research on those swaddling clothes. Yeah. On the swaddling cloths, yes, because it's what they used to wrap baby lambs in. Yeah. So to keep them perfect for sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So do a little research on that. Okay, folks. All right. <laughs> Christmas is not over. No, it's not. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, many people um, didn't say no here. Uh-huh. They said yes. Right. And so we love the yes. And so thank you for saying yes to listening to this podcast today. Thank you for standing with the Topeka Rescue Mission throughout the year of 2022. If you would like to um, help us to get this word out through this Our Community, Our Mission podcast, you can subscribe you can rate or you can share. This is number 154. Next year will be 155 uh, when we come out next year with uh, 2023. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission, and have a blessed new year.